Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Welcome to Happy Single Moms. Today we have Jo Middleton. She has her own blog, her own Instagram page called Slummy Single Mummy. Um, I actually um, sent someone else the email, but then she reached out to me. And when I actually did some research, like went through your blog, saw your book, and I was like, oh my God, you're actually an extraordinary woman. You were single. Ah, thank you. (laughs) So tell the audience a bit about yourself and your single mummy journey. Wow. Okay. Well, I have two children. They are now 25 and 18. So it's been quite a long journey already. (laughs) Um, And I actually have a grandson as well, who is 20 months old now. So I was only 16 when I was pregnant first time around. So I was 17 when my daughter B was born. And then 24 when my second daughter was born. And honestly when I was 24 I felt like so wise and old (laughs) because I already had a seven-year-old so I'd go to all these baby groups where everyone was like 32 and I just would think uh, I felt ancient (laughs) but yeah so that's that's kind of my kids situation they've got different dads and um I've been kind of in various medium-term-ish relationships I guess over that time but I don't know I get even when I've been in a relationship I still you still kind of feel like a single parent I think don't you if if it's somebody new I think you still kind of have that like single parent vibe so how was it that's me how was it getting pregnant at at 16 and then having a child at 17 because ideally you're still a you're still a child you still want (laughs) to explore who you are so how was it it was a surprise. It sounds really naive to say, but you know when people are like, oh, I just didn't think that, I thought that was the kind of thing that happened to other people. So I just, you know, I'm, and I just kind, I just thought, well, that would never happen to me. And I was the biggest square at school. Like everyone would have been surprised that I was even had a boyfriend, let alone that I um, was pregnant. So yeah, it was a shock, but I think like, it actually timings wise it worked out pretty well because she was born in the summer holidays between the first and second year of my A levels so I kind of I carried on going to college and only had like six weeks off for the summer holidays um, when she was born everyone at college was really supportive and uh, didn't like I, I just went to like two-thirds of my lectures in the second oh, year so that I didn't have to go in every single day um, I don't know everybody always says wow that must have been so hard but I think when you're like 17 you you're really a lot more adaptable mm-hmm. than you are like at my age now and you have a lot more energy and a lot more resilience 
I think you just take things in your stride quite a bit more. Yeah. So do you feel like you grew up with your child ideally? So with like any errors that you made, you both kind of helped each other. Um, how do you, because anyone that's list, listening to this podcast right now that's 17 and it's pregnant, what advice would you give that if, if she's decided to keep her child, you had a child so young, like what were you going, what were you thinking about what were you going through? I mean, I was really lucky that I had a really supportive family. So I lived with my mum at the time and she absolutely loves babies. So she was excited. I mean, I don't think that's probably a typical reaction of mums and 16 year olds, but um, yeah, she she absolutely loved it. And she wasn't working at the time. So she was able to help out a lot with childcare. And I had my grandmother quite like close by as well. So she um, she was able to help out too. So like I was in a really lucky position and I think if you if I was to find if I found myself pregnant at 16 and not had that family support it would have been a very different story so I guess like the key thing for me if I was giving advice would be to kind of have build that support network up and not be afraid to ask for help and kind of you know gather your friends and family around you and whatever they're able to help with yeah Yeah, accept it Oh, that is awesome. So please tell us about your blog, Salami Single Mummy. What inspired you to start it? Well, it's it's pretty old now in blog years, I think. So I started it in 2009. Um, I'd like to say it was a really kind of thought out plan, but I don't really do thought out plans as the 16 year old pregnancy might <laughs> hint at. Um, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd kind of been working loads of different part-time jobs and, you know, when you're a single parent and you have to kind of do work that perhaps you're overqualified for or Definitely. just to kind of fit around kids and have that flexibility. And so I just decided I was going to work for myself and that that was going to be a more practical solution. Um, but I didn't have any kind of um, experience being self-employed, obviously. And I'd been watching a lot of Sex in the City and I really liked the idea of just sitting outside a cafe <laughs> writing like a column about something and drinking a cocktail and just having a lovely time. So I decided I would be a freelance journalist, um, no experience or no qualifications or savings or anything useful like that. I just bought myself a desk on eBay and went into Smith's and like went through all the magazines and wrote down all the editors email addresses and was just like I didn't even realize that you meant to pitch ideas when you get in touch with magazines. I literally just emailed and said I'm a writer what can I write for you um, and and so the blog kind of came off the back of that really. I realized that I needed to be able to market myself a bit better you know to have somewhere to sort of showcase writing and and test out ideas for features and and things like that and being a single parent at the time so my kids were seven and 14 when I started it it was quite there was, you know there's a lot going on at those ages and it was a nice way to connect with other parents and kind of have a bit of a sounding board I guess you know normally you have a partner don't you to sort of share ideas with and get second opinions from um so it kind of acted as a bit like a virtual husband I guess I've never I've never but but also I did (laughs) didn't have to give up any bed or anything annoying like that 
Yeah. I've never heard it worded like that, a virtual husband. But sometimes I think that when you do have like, I love the fact that social media gives you an opportunity to have like an outlet. I put up a post yesterday on my Instagram and I was like, I'm cleaning my son's room. He's 10. Should I be doing this? Just as just a general poll, because sometimes when I ask yeah. him to do it, he will do it like half-heartedly and he knows that I'm just going to end up just being like, do you know what? Just I'll pick up the Lego, just get out of the room. Mm. You know, so I did the poll and then when a hundred percent of the people on there were like, nope, he should be doing it. He was like, <laughs> hey. good. So, yeah. But those are exactly the kind of questions that I was asking, like in those days on my blog, you know, things like, um, when is what age are kids meant to have sleepovers like when should I let my daughters have their ears pierced like all these kind of really random questions that you know nobody tells you the answer to uh, and if you've not got anybody else to ask you're just kind of you know plucking the answers out of nowhere aren't you there was so yeah a, having that community online there was a blog post that you put up that I would like to discuss with you and um it's where it says having a child wasn't worth it could you tell us a, a bit about that blog post yeah well I didn't actually write that yeah, myself yeah. just to <laughs> yeah but I, yeah, I just, know you know because my daughter's listening so I uh about a year ago I decided I wanted to kind of have this new section on my blog called which I called untold stories and it was it was partly because I was finding personally that there was lots of stuff going on in my life that I couldn't talk about publicly, but that I thought it would be useful for other people to hear. And so I I kind of figured, well, there's probably loads of parents in the similar position. You know, they've got stuff they want to talk about, but they don't want to, you know, their families to I don't know what they're going through or, you know, what they're thinking. So I set up this kind of anonymous area where people could contribute posts and yeah one of them was from um a mum uh three children I think she's got who yeah essentially was saying that she regrets having children and it's one of my most visited posts now so there's obviously a lot of people kind of looking I guess either people who've not had children yet and uh you know trying to make a decision about it or um yeah but I think it's it's something that perhaps a lot of people would think about, but not know who to say that to or where to say it or who to share that with. And I, and I don't think it's that necessarily, you know, she just wishes she'd never had children full stop, but there, it's not always a kind of cut and dry thing of you have children and they're a joy and, you know, you've got no regrets and you all live happily ever after. And I think that's what that post really highlighted that actually there are lots of aspects of parenting that are really difficult. And, you know, even like the practical things like, um, like as a single parent, how you often have to make sacrifices in your career, uh, you know, that you get held back in the workplace or, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and I think that it's really valuable to be able to talk about that, honestly, you know, yeah. and to, to be able to kind of share the downsides as well as the positives. Yeah, definitely. The reason why I actually read the, the blog post is because someone's at, someone actually said that to me when I worked for um, the Ministry of Justice. I, there was a really older lady. She was in the service for years and um, there was a, she had two kids and there was a day we were talking because she was about to retire. And she was, yeah, like I said, she was in the service for years. And she said to me that all my life I've worked for um, 
my kids, uh, managed to get them into private school and you wouldn't believe that they don't talk to me now, you know? I don't know what, I did, she didn't really divulge into what exactly happened, but she just said that I just, I regret having kids. I could have lived my life, you know, I wouldn't have been stuck within yeah. the service for so long, investing in these kids. Mm. And, um, you know, they don't even talk to me now. And I kind of felt, I, I was, I was a single mom at the time, but I kind of felt heartbroken for her. Like, oh my God, you know, we live our lives yeah. with our kids, but in actual fact, you need to have your own life as well. I think that's what some women don't do that. Mm. You just invest so much into your kids and you don't have your own life you need to have your own journey and that's why there's a lot yeah. of empty shell lives that you just after your kids grow up you know some people start drinking some people get depressed because they haven't you know carved out the kind of life that they would want yeah no I think that's so true and I actually had a woman who um after reading that blog post got in touch with me and she contributed a couple of posts herself afterwards and she was that was exactly her position she had put her everything into her children and now her youngest was going off to university and she didn't know what to do with herself she just felt bereft she'd not maintained that life of her own she just sort of channeled all of her energy into her children and then when they were gone she didn't have anything um so yeah I think that's it's such a valuable lesson and so important to remember even a single parent when you you know you have to make your child the priority so much you still have to do anything you can to keep that sense of yourself and who you are because they're not going to be there forever even though it feels like it yeah definitely definitely so do you, how do you then balance then trying to parent and be yourself and giving yourself self-care because yeah you've been through it you're I would call you a surviving single mom because like you're a grandmother now so <laughs> you've been through the you've gone through the wire <laughs> yeah I've leveled up um I, I guess I think it, it depends on their age you know for a start I mean I now that my kids are older you do have a lot more kind of physical freedom and you know I can go out during the day and go for walks and that's great when they're little I think it's about you really do have to carve out little bits of time for yourself during the day whether that's like the evenings when they're in bed you know don't save up all the housework and then waste you, those precious couple of hours in the evening on like washing up and hoovering you know because you can get on with bits like that when they're around and then save the time that you do have for something that's really like matters something that's you can enjoy and I guess it comes back as well to what we said at the beginning about not being afraid to ask for help and I know that's difficult right now with the sort of restrictions that we're under but you know don't people like to help if they can and if they know that you're struggling you know your friends and family will want to give you just even if it's just a couple of hours once a week to sort of recharge and and re-energize and remember too that you know you're going to be the best parent when you are the best version of yourself Definitely. if you're running yourself ragged trying to do everything then you know everyone's going to suffer yeah I, yeah i do think you need to learn how to delegate that's that will bring about a, a successful single mother not only a single parent but a successful parent because i know that when my mom used to take my son for the weekends uh, it was it would go in a blink of an eye because i spent 
all that time just cleaning the house ironing getting ready for for the week ahead and it will just go because I've occupied myself and not done anything no self-care for me and then by the time he's come back I'm still exhausted and I'm like oh my god I have to wait maybe another two weeks for her to take him again you know so yeah you can't just fill up your schedule with housework housework is not going anywhere and you know, <laughs> yeah, if you have enough money, hire a cleaner, you know, for a couple of quid and just relax. Because yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, like you said, they need the best version of you. So do you think that um single motherhood has changed from when you had um your child to today? Do you think that there's anything that has changed? Do you think that we've elevated? Do you think that the stigma has gone? Oh, that's a really good question. Um to be honest, I think when I you know back when I was first a parent I don't know it's probably an age thing but I don't feel like I was kind of massively aware of you know kind of the stigma around single parenting or how I might be being perceived by other people and I guess that's probably as well to do with the fact that you know there wasn't the internet when my first daughter was born which does make me feel old and I, I guess you're you're more in a bubble then you know now there's so many more um opportunities to compare yourself to other people aren't there so you know you can just go on Instagram and scroll through and see lots of happy families doing activities together or you know you have to be so careful about how you curate the stuff that that you take in don't you to kind of make it something positive and not something that's going to have a a negative impact so I think I mean I feel like if I was a new parent now it would be so much more stressful because you are you are so much more exposed to other people's lives and yeah that that whole like comparison thing which is just draining like comparison never makes you happy does it at all at all and you're so correct in regards to comparing um yourself to other parents and people have different parenting styles and I've shared this before that me being a single mom as soon as I had my son my mom's got 13 siblings so when my auntie yeah (laughs) so when my aunties all came around you know and he my my son was crying one wanted to swaddle him another one wanted to do something else another one wanted to (laughs) carry him upside down and then I just said, you know what, just give me back, just give me my baby. Because like, yeah. yeah. And I just feel like that's how the internet is now. Everyone has different styles. You need to find what fits you. And you, people can take pictures and smile and cry later. So you don't know what's happening yeah. on, the, on the background. Absolutely so, not. Yeah, just don't judge what you see and just enjoy, enjoy it. Because I wish if I could go back now that I had been, I'd enjoyed the process more because now that mm. my son's 10, I'm like, I, I miss the toddler stages because I just feel like it zi- it goes so quickly. And yeah, yeah I just miss it's, like- it's, it's so weird, isn't it? Because it's like these two different versions of time. Like every individual day with a toddler feels about a week long. <laughs> but then you suddenly look and like a year is gone and they are a different person and they've yeah. changed and developed yeah. so much. Honestly, honestly. And now like, like he's 10 and I'm like sitting on the chair and said, oh, give mummy a cuddle. And I was like, no. I don't want to cut yeah. you <laughs> and the toddler him would never do that yeah. <laughs> he'll be on me constantly but you know what such is life um I want to talk about your book Playgrounds and P- Prosecco the misadventures of a single mom what inspired you to write it well 
it actually came about it's like a really um unusual way that it came about and I feel almost kind of bad about it which I probably shouldn't but you know you hear these stories of people who've kind of written a book and tried for years to get it published and you know uh, I'm mine just really wasn't like that at all I just had an email out of the blue one day from uh, Penguin from the editor of Penguin just saying oh, I read your blog have you ever thought about writing fiction and I was like hmm is this real or is this like a prank <laughs> um and I so I told her about the time that I'd written 15,000 words of a murder mystery and um, that, that I'd had to stop because I didn't know who did it and I didn't have any clues uh, <laughs> and she thankfully chose to ignore that um, and she said well how about instead something more along the lines of you know that taps into your own experiences a little bit and will be like really relatable for other parents um yeah so I said okay I could do that and I had like two months before the first draft had to be in so I just yeah I got writing um yeah it's a really I've not ever particularly had an ambition to write a book, but it's a really lovely thing to have done and to feel like you've ticked off the list and, you know, to see something you've written in a book form is really satisfying. That is awesome. And did you have like um, a book launch or? Yeah, I had a brilliant book launch. I mean, I was so lucky that it was 2019 and not last year. So I had, I went, I had the book launch at my local um, Waterstones and they were kind of reluctant at first. They said, you know, we don't normally with local authors, we don't get much of a turnout. So, you know, we'll just get a couple of bottles of wine. And and I'd been kind of inviting everybody I'd ever met in the last 20 years, uh, obviously. And so on the night itself, it was I mean, there were so many people. It was absolutely packed. Um, I'd bought extra supplies of Prosecco, thankfully. Uh, and they ended up having to like take all the books out of the window display because they'd sold all of the copies that they had out on the tables and stuff. It was so, it was such an amazing evening and just so lovely to see all those people kind of come out um, to support me. Really like one of the highlights of the last 10 years or so for sure. That is magnificent. So have you got any more books in mind that you might have? I know obviously you got it through, through Penguin initially, but. I mean, I've always got kind of little ideas on the on the back burner. It's just uh, having the motivation to write them down because the book is much longer than a blog post. Yeah. And I'm only really used to writing in uh, sort of 800 word chunks. And actually recently when I've been doing a lot more on Instagram, I'm used to writing in kind of two sentences on a story and that's about <laughs> about as much like a manager at a time but you know you never know do you I never say never to anything really so Joe, to any single mum that's listening now like I said earlier I think that you're a surviving single mum because you are <laughs> on the other side and you're a grandmother now and you're author and you know you're all of these wonderful things what advice would you give to a single mum listening right now well, I actually have a bit of a cheesy personal motto, if you oh. want to hear that, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, which is, uh, I can hear my daughter groaning in the background at the idea of me saying it out loud, um, which is, uh, oh, I've got to remember it now, I've got to get it the right way around. 
Um, yeah, ready, fire, aim. So instead of ready, aim, fire, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, ready, fire, aim. So the idea behind that is not to kind of sit about thinking about things like, should I do this? Is that the best thing to do? Like, you know, you can really just waste so much time overthinking, but instead to just go for it and then adjust along the way. So, you know, if you've got an idea for a job you really want to do or somewhere you really want to go or a new skill you want to learn, just start. Like, don't think about it too much. Just start. And you can always change it as you go and you can always, you know, go down a different route. But, um, yeah, so I think that applies kind of to all areas of life, really. And, you know, especially as a parent, like we're saying about how you have to make that time for yourself and stay true to who you are. I think, you know, being open to trying new things and giving things a go is really important. Okay, thank you so much for the advice. Joe. where can people find you on social media? So they can have a read in my blog at slummysinglemummy.com or they can find me on Instagram. I'm slummysinglemummy. Okay, thank you so much for coming on Happy Single Mums. Thank you for having me. I'm breaking, no, I'm not losing control.